Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by WebCenter. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. If you want to edit it together to make that work for you, that's okay, I'm cool. I mean, I could... I could make an evening podcast, a morning podcast, and an afternoon podcast available. They'd be all the same except for that little word. Probably better we just all agree that we all listen at different times. Podcasts are a great thing like that. Uh, this is a show where um, I try and help you with your technology, try and educate you about what's happening in the world of technology, and uh, help you with your technological questions, problems, or uh, just have a chat about technology in your life. Um, some interesting things uh, this week. Um, but while I think about podcasting, it is interesting because... I have um, admittedly not been a podcast listener myself for as long as I've been podcasting. But in the last year, I've given it a fair crack and I've even tried cereal today. Um, the, the, the second series of cereal. Um, I'm not, I don't know yet. I'll give it three episodes. It's like a TV show. Give it a bit. Um, I've, I've listened to a little bit of podcasts and I think next year I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to a lot. I'm going to become very critical. I'm going to use my radio program director's hat and... Uh, give generous feedback to people who are podcasting and i'm happy to take yours uh, i don't care whether it's positive or negative Pref- i prefer positive let's not get be- better around the bush but uh, negative feedback is all- also very constructive and that's a good thing so well i'll we'll get some of your feedback shortly uh this week on the show thanks to the good people at netgear netgear.com.au and lg oled tvs this is your tech life and um it's a wonderful happy company in fact i should say thanks to the good people at garmin Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technologies. I'll talk to them about them shortly, but let's get cracking with a little bit of techie. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. But Trevor Long's the world's best techie. He's the kind of guy we picked on at school. And it wasn't here people i couldn't uh, get on the show or uh, solve their own problems sandra was an interesting one um having just updated from windows 10 uh, to windows 10 from xp uh couldn't make all the cards work just couldn't get it going but sandra appears to have got her uh, daughter-in-law to come over and help her out but here's what i loved about sandra's email after she'd got it all sorted she's installed a dongle and it's also connected to the printer she said i love your shows I've learnt heaps from them. I might be 71, but very keen to keep up with the new technology. And Sandra, that's awesome. That is awesome. And that's exactly why I keep cracking away here on your tech life. The other one, um, the other email that I couldn't get a hold of, really wanted to get Mark on, but um, just couldn't cross paths. Um, I want to ask the following questions. Looking at a 55-inch TV for between two and 3,000, expect to own it for three years. There are brands you, rec- you can recommend. Well, I, I always would start at the top, and Samsung, LG, Sony are the top three, without question. Panasonic, probably, you know, uh, 
just wishing to be on the podium more than anything. But then your high sense, your TCL uh, are great. And then there's a million other brands underneath those. But for a TV that you want for three, for five years, that you're willing to spend two to three K on, uh, you, it would be optimal for you to get out of that um, with, with a, with a big name brand. Let's just, as I often do, and not for any other affiliation other than it's just an easy website to navigate of late. Let's look at televisions on the, um, on the uh, JB Hi-Fi website, and let's just put in the price range up to $3,000. That's what's really cool. I can just put in up to $3,000 there, and then I can sort them from high to low. All right. Um, always important to do the sorting, because then you can see the um, the most expensive ones straight at the top. So, made easy. You've got an, oh, What about this? Seriously, three grand. LG 65-inch 4K Ultra HD LED TV, 2,998. Samsung 55-inch, so 10 inches smaller, um, 4K Ultra HD TV, 2,998. Sony 55-inch 4K HD TV at 2,998. Um, A Samsung 60-inch 4K for 2,996. Uh, Panasonic 65 inch for three grand. So, mate, I'd be going to the top of your price range, okay, and and getting a 65 inch television. So you've got the LG. There's a curved Samsung here. There's a Panasonic, mate. JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, the good guys. They're all going to love you because you've got cash. You're ready to go, and you should be able to drive a couple hundred bucks off any of those just by you know haggling. Uh, but 65 inch is the size, my friend, for that kind of money. Awesome. Uh, next question was, can you explain what 4K means? Well, good question. 4K is essentially um, four HD screens packed into the same space as you would normally watch a HD screen. So they're pitting, pick, fitting four times as many pixels. So it's a phenomenally better quality. Uh, he asked the same with Ultra HD. Ultra HD is exactly the same as 4K in most cases. Um, and I... If you're spending two or three grand, I absolutely would recommend you get a UHD or 4K screen because you're going to regret it if you don't because in five years, you probably will have 4K content. If we wish to also purchase a sound system, say a Sonos, as per my recommendation, which is true, is there a ratio to the cost of the sound system compared to the TV? No, there's not. Unfortunately, the more you pay for the sound system, the better it is. So, But you can start small with a Sonos. So maybe just get the Sonos... Um, soundbar to start with uh and see whether that's the first peg in 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 the run but the sonos soundbar is a thousand dollars so we're not sure if that's part of your two to three k um supplies yeah i think harvey's jb they're all great and um yeah i just think i want a tv that looks great in my lounge room turned off what's it look like what's it look like on the stand and after that go down from there you got a good budget, Mark. Good luck. It'll be uh, it'll be an easy one for you. Now over to iTunes, and there are a few ratings here. Thank you very much. If you're uh, listening via iTunes, uh, please take the time to go to the iTunes piece of software and leave a rating. Um, these ones in the last week and a bit from Nitkinkamani1976. Uh, I love that they make you leave really cool names. Great tech news. Wait for it every week to find out what's new in the tech world. Keep up the good work. Cheers. Thank you so much for those five stars. Uh, best tech podcast, says Lenny Rocks. Five stars. If you're looking for a tech podcast, this is the best going around. Very informative in layman terms. With a bit of humor, Trevor does his best to help every caller with their problems. He's helped me a few times. Plus, um, 
He's helped me a few times on the show, plus numerous, numerous times I've learned through other callers. Can't get any better. Thank you, mate. And uh, Joshua006, Trevor is devoted to his listeners. Awesome podcast. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate that. Trevor has given up his day job, which is true, so that he can put more time into this podcast. Awesome podcast. Almost. Well, that's true. It's not entirely the reason, but it will help. Um, it gives up-to-date technology information. Uh, helps you with tech problems. He's and have a dedicated phone number for tech help. Thanks, Trevor. Good on you, Joshua006. Really appreciate it. Um, those ratings are awesome because they make me feel great when I'm sitting here in my little man cave recording. And um, they help other people go, yeah, I'll give that a listen. And hopefully they do. So thank you to those three wonderful reviewers. Uh, it is great to have your company. If you want to jump on to uh, Facebook, just go to trevorlong.com. It'll take you to the Facebook page. You can like that and say good day there. Uh, or, of course, you can go to Twitter at Trevor Long. And as always, the website. The website is easy. It is eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And an update before we... <laughs> an update on all other things. Um, I, I saw the doctor this morning. Uh, we had a quick look at the x-rays. There are pins now through the end of my bone, the radial head, whatever the hell it's called. There's pins there. Pulling it together, it's got to grow back and all that kind of jazz. But... I've just got a little stitches, a couple of stitches, and uh, a scar will evolve, and I can move my arm and getting more movement every day out of it. I'm not in a cast. It is the most sensational bit of surgery I've ever witnessed, and I thought I'd be in a cast, and I'm thankful to Dr. Duckworth at uh, the Sand Medical Center for uh, for ensuring that I can continue to appear on the Today Show without looking like a goose um, and that my CES plans aren't compromised by a cast. Um, but yes, the arm is broken. I will write about the uh, hoverboard experience hopefully this week and uh, we'll all move on. But thank you for your well wishes with regards to my stupidly broken arm. Silly, silly me. And we welcome on board the good people at LG. The LG OLED 4K TV is, as they describe it, the TV You've been waiting for 4K Ultra HD OLED with WebOS 2.0. This is a Smart Plus TV. The 55-inch OLED TV, which is the 55EG960T, it's 139 centimetres, right? So 55 inches is 139 centimetres. Uh, recommended retail price of $5,499 uh, from Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, Joyce Main, and others. This is combining 4K UHD with OLED and the curved screen, perfect blacks, amazingly vivid colours, self-lighting pixels, enhanced motion clarity, curved design, and of course, LG's WebOS 2 with Netflix and Stan. I saw Stan on there uh, as well on WebOS 2. Um, this is a spectacular television, well worth looking at. Uh, if you are in the market for a television and that is in your price range, you must consider the LG OLED TV with 4K. It is the TV you've been waiting for. It is the best TV I've ever reviewed, uh, featuring perfect blacks, vivid colours, sensational. You can check out more about that television at lg.com.au. A couple of quick product um, conversations before we get into calls. Um, the 360 Fly. Now, this thing's cool. I won't lie. It's very cool. Now, if you follow me on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Trevor Long, you will have seen the video tests I did. Um, 
this is very cool. It's uh, it's a little camera, a sphere, a bit bigger than a golf ball. And um, it offers the world's first 360-degree single lens video recording. I don't know how it does it. It's got a little lens kind of poking out the top, but it must kind of use the 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 clear part of the lens to reflect. I don't know. It's amazing. But it allows you to shoot content that puts you in control when you're watching it back. So I put this thing on the roof of the car, right? I drove to my father-in-law's place and I recorded on the way there. And when I look at, when I download the video via a quick little Wi-Fi signal onto a smartphone and I look at the video and I hold the video out in front of me, if I move my body around and move the camera around there for the, the phone, smartphone, I'm looking around that video. So the video is like the car's driving and I can be looking forward, but I can also look beside me and back and the car keeps driving. So it's immersive. It's, it's unbelievable. It's a 360 degree video, like virtual reality. You could use a Google Cardboard viewer. You can do amazing. It, it's sen bloody sensational. It is a $649.95 product. Um, available at a few retailers from 360fly.com forward slash AU. But I highly recommend you have a look. I'll try and, I'm trying to get a good bit of video, but it's been very hard uh, time-wise to do. Again, next year, you can have time. Um, cracking product this is, honestly. It's well worth a look. Uh, if you love all things tech, then you've got to have a look at the 360fly. Check it out. I'll have it up on the website soon, but also at 360fly.com slash au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. And while we're talking uh, virtual reality, it's um, important that we point out that Samsung released today in Australia their third generation Gear VR. Now, this is their headset that you plug in your Samsung smartphone. So a couple of great things. The f This third generation is cheaper. It's $159. That's great price. It's 99 in the US. Uh, it takes the Samsung Galaxy S6, S6 Edge, S6 Edge Plus, uh, Note 5. So all of the current uh, big name flagship Samsung phones uh, are supported. Um, and you just plug it in and install some software and off you go. It's This one, for some reason, I'm not quite sure how, but it's more comfortable. They've done something with the with the uh, with the padding around the eyes that's not this kind of weird sort of stuck on your face thing. It's quite a soft padding, so it's a little bit more gentle. Um, and they've also improved the touchpad on the side as well. That's excellent. So i got to be honest, I feel bad for people that bought the original versions because this is much, much better um, and really well worth uh, checking out. This is the Gear VR from Samsung, uh, $159. You can purchase it now online at Samsung Experience Stores. Uh, sorry, in store at Samsung Experience Stores in Sydney and Melbourne, I think they only are. And, of course, Samsung Online, they have an e-store. So, uh, cracking product. Love it. Uh, if, you, if you are immersed in the Samsung world and you own and, and use a Samsung smartphone, the latest ones, great accessory to have just to show off to your friends, really, more than anything else, as well as just being um, totally overwhelmed by the virtual reality experience that is uh, Samsung's gear vr so uh, check it out i've got a bunch of photos of that puppy that is uh, released today at uh, eftm.com.au so don't forget that when you're surfing the internet you're typing stuff you're sharing stuff you whatever you're doing you are sharing your data and it, it, it normally you know don't notice it but at the end of the year all the companies release it 
not your personal data, but the combined data of a whole bunch of people. So Google will release their zeitgeist, which tells us what we search for. Bing have already done that. Um, Facebook did it this week. So the big topics of the week were of the year, sorry, in 2015 for Australians were Tony Abbott and up second Malcolm Turnbull and leadership's bill. So obviously because Tony featured across all of that and because there was a lot of people who didn't like him and were a bit narky about it on Facebook, he's number one. I was delighted to see the Anzac um, 100th centenary anniversary celebrations um, in at third. And then really just all about news, Bali 9 executions, the Syrian civil war, the Nepal earthquakes, the Paris attacks, Floyd Mayweather, ISIS and, uh, and Adam Goods were the top 10 topics uh, in Australia. In terms of places, though, so places we checked in in 2015. So you're on your mobile phone, you go, I'm here with my wife at the wherever. The Crown in Melbourne took the top spot. What about that? The Melbourne Cricket Ground. I wonder if I can search. Let's just, before I move on, uh, on Facebook, Crown Melbourne. Uh, tourist attraction. 1.2 million people have been here. Uh, it would have been good to know how many of those were um, were this year. I wonder. But that's a good benchmark. Number one check-in in 2015. They've already put that up on their uh, on their Facebook page. Very smart. Um, the Crown in Melbourne. Very interesting. But number two. Number two was the MCG. So the Melbourne Cricket Ground was the number two. Now that makes some sense, right? Because um, the Melbourne Cricket Ground is, you know, home to some of the biggest sporting events and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so you can you can jam a bunch of people in there really quickly and really easily, right? So um, see, this says 1.8 million people have checked in here. Now they had a big rating last year as well. So I'm going to assume that basically if you get half a million check-ins a year, you're looking pretty good. <laughs> I'd love to. I mean, what we need to do is remember this because I've, I've said it now and then next year, look at how many people check in. Well, here we go. Australia Zoo, which came in uh, at number eight, has 309,000 check-ins. So... I mean, obviously, if you get 300,000, then in one year you're going to get in, but probably even less. That's really interesting because I, I said to Peter Bell today on 6PR in Perth, I mean, it should be the goal, it should be a KPI for, um, for a tourist destination that they get in the top 10. So, I mean, I, I'd ask you, which destination? So here's the top 10. Crown Melbourne, Melbourne Cricket Ground, Darling Harbour, Sydney Opera House, Taronga Zoo, Movie World, Sea World, Australia Zoo, Melbourne Zoo, and Dream World. Now... What big attractions are missing, either in your state, your place, wherever? Because if I was the big banana, I would be working my clacker off to get 300,000 check-ins in a year. Now, that's 1,000 a day, right? So if you're a tourist destination getting 1,000 people a day, well, let's say you get your tourist attraction you're getting 2,000 people a day, half the people are on Facebook, you should be getting all their check-ins. Show them how, teach them how, actually ask them to, physically encourage it. It'd be big. Anyway, maybe we'll see a shake-up next year on the, uh, on the top list. Anyway, uh, Melbourne tops the list. Sydney, oh, New South Wales and Victoria equal on three each. Queensland takes the cake with four of the top ten, but unfortunately they are 
almost all the bottom four from six down, except for the Melbourne Zoo in ninth. Uh, all those details are available for you to read at eftm.com.au. And quickly before we get to calls, this is a product I love. I just love talking about this. The Garmin Approach S6. This is a golf watch. Seriously, if you're still looking for a gift for dad for Father's Day or a golf for Father's Day and, you know, Five hundred odd dollars is in the pocket. Let's let's talk about this. This is first of its kind GPS technology in their slimmest, lightest golf watch. Features swing metrics, so swing tempo, tempo training, swing strength, all these things that help you with your swing. Dedicated course view button with green view for manual pin positioning, pin pointer, blind shot assistance tells you where the pin is, even if you can't see it. Uh, touch screen, high resolution, glove friendly, and precise distances for more than thirty thousand international courses. So Swing Metrics will actually train your swing. It's unbelievable. It's well worth checking out. It's the Garmin Approach S6. It's It's got to be seen by anyone who plays golf. Check it out at garmin.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. If you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology, doesn't matter what it is, just get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Jack. G'day. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you? You there? Yeah, mate. What can I do for you? Okay. Um, basically, I want to know, can I transfer a program that's recorded on uh, Foxtel and uh, transfer it onto an external hard drive or a DVD or of some sort? Mm, what have you taped? What's so, what's so important? <laughs> it's the uh, this year's Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, I had my brother-in-law record it for me on his Foxtel because I was overseas at the time. Yeah. And it's usually something that I normally keep. So you keep yeah, the Monaco Grand Prix. You keep what, sorry, yes. You've, you've, well, how many years worth have you got? Oh, probably about thirty odd years. What are they on VHS? Sorry, are they on VHS? Yeah, well, most of them are. Yeah. Wow, that is spectacular. I'm in awe of your uh, collection ability. Yeah, ah. well, I've uh, yeah been following Formula One for. Uh, probably about 30 odd, oh, 30 years, probably a little bit more now, but uh, that's usually the one that I always like to keep, you know, throughout the whole season. So. Yeah, before, mm. I, before I give you the advice then, what's, uh, who mm. do you support? What's, what's your team? Uh, look, I'm, um, <laughs> I, am a, I am a Ferrari man. Oh, I thought you were going to say McLaren there, I'll... the way you were talking. Look, I like McLaren as well. Yeah. It's not because obviously my idol was it in Senna. Yep. So. Initially, obviously, I was supporting uh, McLaren, but you know, I've always had a soft spot for Ferrari over mm. the years. So, yeah, I, I sort of don't really follow so much of, of a driver these days, but you know, I still obviously follow the sport very closely. So, yeah. see, yeah. I was a Nigel Mansell man early on. Uh, you know, Williams. Williams was my go, I reckon, and then uh, yeah. obviously Senna came, and then obviously the tragedy. But mate, since then yeah. I've just engaged anyone Aussie I'm with. So thankfully I've had a good decade or so of that. <laughs> Well, that's it, yeah. Actually, I met Daniel Ricciardo in uh, 2013 because I was at Monaco for the race. Oh, you're kidding me. Fair dinkum. Yes. I don't want to help you now. <laughs> so here's the thought. It's on a Foxtel box, is it? Yes. I, I, it's not on one of the latest ones. Like I don't think it's one of the IQ ones. It's 
probably a very early version of it. Well, it must be it must be an IQ for it to be recorded, but it'd be an early one. Um, oh, and okay. how? So yeah. how? Like last year's, how have you got that stored? In what format? Um, last year's one. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think I've got last year's on. Um, somebody else recorded it for me <laughs> on. Uh, on a DVD because I'm usually not not here at the time of the race. Yeah, sounds like the you, last couple of years. You normally anyway. in Monaco, la di da. Um, well, I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> last year, but uh, yeah, the year before I was. It sounds like you need to a. You need to get them all in a row and ingest them. So you need the VHS ones. You need the DVD ones. You need to get oh, them all digitally on, so you can look at them on your iPhone or on the computer or whatever. I mean, yeah, bloody hell, yeah, I want to nice. see them anyway. So. Here's the thing. No, the answer is no. There's no simple way of just going in and plug something in and, and get it off. Uh, the point being, it's it's not meant for that. It's not uh, the rights don't allow. For, there's a whole bunch of reasons not. But yeah, a Foxtel box and especially the old ones, right before HDMI, which it probably mm-hmm. is, right? It's probably one that has the old RCA cables. You know, the red, the yellow, and the white. Yeah, um, I think so. Those uh, those outputs are a great uh, way of just getting. Think of the, the Foxtel box as just pushing out a piece of video, right? All you want to do mm-hmm. is get that video into something that records. Now, you've got two options. Have you got a recording device of some sort of your own, like a DVD recorder or a hard drive recorder of your own that you have next to your television? Um, no, I don't have a recorder at the moment on this TV, no, because I'm actually wanting to upgrade my TV, mm. but I'm waiting on the actual... Um, OLED flat screen to come oh, out from year. LG oh, uh, hopefully early next year. May, I reckon. So, my, so my obviously then I'm going to have to get the bloody Foxtel because obviously, like you saw, I want it for the F1. Yeah, it's gorgeous quality. And, uh, so here's yeah, what I think you should I, do. I reckon if you've got, if you're telling me you've got 30 <laughs> VHS slash DVD slash yes. other things, I think yes, you should yes. go to J Car Electronics or somewhere similar. You know, a bit of a nerdy shop, not a Harvey Norman, yeah, yeah. but maybe Harvey Norman. And, and look for a, uh, a digital video converter. So what you want is a little thing, and I'm off the top of my head, there's a company called Elgato that, that used to make them for sure. And basically what you want is something that is USB into your computer, right? So, right. so USB is the, is the way it gets into a computer. And then RGB, so your RCA cables, the red, the white, and the yellow, is, mm-hmm. is, is at the other end of that, that little device. So the device is RCA's in, and USB out. So what then you do, you go around your mate's place with a laptop, you plug mm-hmm. the RCA cables from the Foxtel box into the little bot, little Elgato or whatever it is you buy, you plug the yep. USB into your laptop and you open up whatever software they give you, and what happens right. is the, the picture appears on your laptop screen, okay? You mm-hmm. hit record there, you hit play on the Foxtel box, and you just play it out. So oh, okay. you need and to, you just watch it. Huh? Yeah, well, you need you to play it out it. in real time or you need to sit it there and go and mow the lawns or do the shopping or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. it needs to be played out in real time from the Foxtel box. And yep. then once that's done, man, you're running. You're, uh, you've got it saved as a file. And the beautiful thing, Danny, yeah. is you've got, there's two great things out of this, right? First thing is you've got, that, you've got this year's version digitally and so you can save that in your iTunes library wherever the heck you decide to save yeah. it and watch it on any device. And the other thing mm-hmm. is you've got the box, that little Elgato or whatever it might be called, for mm-hmm. those 30 other years. To do the... the to do the same yep. thing. So mm-hmm. if you've got a VHS player, just plug it into this mm-hmm. thing and start playing out the 30-year-old one. Do you know what I mean? You can actually, over mm-hmm. time, do one a week, 30 weeks, you're done. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, the videotapes are still working. They're all right. I mean, And, and here's the thing, mate. 
don't waste time. Get this done because those videotapes yeah. might still work now, but they will degrade. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. And you'll kick yourself, mate. You will kick yourself if those things don't work anymore. Oh, for sure, yeah. And then the okay, last and most cool. important thing is, Jack, the most important thing mm-hmm. is you email me when you've done it and we have a marathon. I mean, hello. <laughs> Third, I mean, Not a problem. Or let's, let's put, put a highlights rule together or something. I mean, how awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, MP4 MP McLaren going around the, the swimming pool. Oh, mate, come on. Oh, yeah. That, that's where I normally sit too. Oh, normally. What about you? That's where I normally sit. Oh. Well, it's Sundays I'll sit oh, there, and do, on, on some other days I'll sit around the casino yeah. listen, square area. Listen, I've been to Monaco, but not for the race. Mm. So, Jack, I don't want to yeah. hear any more stories. How many times have you well, been to Monaco you know, for the race? Sorry? How many times yeah. have you been there for the race? Uh, for the race, only once, okay. actually. Yeah, and I, I went, like, in 2013 because I wanted to definitely see it with the, with the last year of the V8s, obviously. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, God, of course. So I wanted to get that sound. But I've been, like, to Monaco a couple of times, and I actually spent a bit of time there this, this year as well. But um, I actually was went after the race this year, so... Jack, I'm going to make a, a, a bold assumption. Okay. You're not married, are you? Not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. You keep well, going I did to Monaco. Go with my partner back in 2013. You, you keep going to Monaco, mate. Enjoy. <laughs> well, mate, yeah, no. have, have good luck with that. I think that's what you do. You go and buy a recording device that records any video into a computer. You go and download, you go and watch that one from mm. your mates into your computer, and then you start ingesting and importing all of your old videos as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just slightly going off that subject, yeah. uh, with regards to the TV, yeah. have you got any other information because i know you've mentioned it as well on your shows like uh, early january we might early january we'll get an announcement so i'll be at ces in las vegas they will announce i've got no doubt because they've already shown the television i've seen it in berlin i know i know apparently it's been released in america they will announce it as a you know key pro excuse me a key product for them next year and then normally around march or april maybe may Mm -hmm. we get the kind of uh australian product announcement so I would say that by mid next year it will be on sale, and they'll do exactly what they did this year. It'll be exclusive to one of the retailers, to Harvey Norman. Yeah, yeah, just for three months or so. So I would wait the three months out, and then it'll be cheaper <laughs> by a thousand bucks. Because you know the sixty-five inch version of that, you would have to assume is going to be. I'd like to see it coming at eight grand. Eight grand for a flat. I think that'd be a good price. I think it's going to be around the ten grand, but mate, the curved one was ten. They can't charge more. They can't I know, I know. charge the more ten, for the flat. Now it's down to eight. I know. Exactly. Yeah. So, so the, I reckon the the exclusive price at Harvey Normal will be eight, and it'll come down to seven. Mm. Mate, seven thousand for a flat OLED sixty five inch would be the buy mm. of the century. Oh yeah, for sure. Good luck. And I've got a pretty good picture from what I've seen. Mate, on the the best one. picture you'll ever see. It's unbelievable. Mm. All right, mate. Mm. Good luck. All right. Thank you very much for your help. Thanks for getting in touch, mate. No problem, Trevor. Thanks a lot. Good on you, mate. And if you've got a question, a problem, a comment, doesn't matter what it is, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. <laughs> Questions, problems, comments, doesn't matter what it is. If you've got a question about technology, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Neil. How are you going, Trev? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Oh, look, I just 
I'm looking to upgrade my phone. Mm-hmm. I've currently got uh, iPhone 3. I know a bit of a dinosaur. 3? Um, <laughs> iPhone 3. Oh, that's like in 2008. And, uh, <laughs> or 9. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been, you know, I only have a prepaid, and um, yeah. I'm looking to finally upgrade my handset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you might appreciate, that might be a good idea. And um, look, I don't use a lot of calls. I'd, I'd put prepaid. I might put twenty, thirty dollars on my phone at my last couple of months because I yep. make a lot of calls. Yep. But as you can appreciate, you know, iPhone three and you know apps and stuff, uh, you know, sometimes get outdated or you can't download. Yeah, the you store. can't upload them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm. I suppose I was looking at. I actually had a um, Samsung uh, Galaxy Tab A tablet for a few months. Yeah. What do you think of that? I really like it. I was hesitant about getting a tablet, and I'm, I love it now. I use it most of the time for apps and bits and bobs. Your web surfing and stuff like that. Have you got, so you've got good Wi-Fi at home, so you don't obviously need a data plan massively on the on the mobile? No. No, well, I mean, with prepaid, you can't really have data. Um, so that's the problem. I mean, but I, I, I suppose I just would like maybe a possibly some sort of Samsung um, Galaxy sort of phone. Of course, I've got used to the, you know, the... Either use the interface with a tablet, yeah. <clears throat> and like it might be easier to sync with whatever you know, yeah. with the tablet. And, and um, uh, have you got a budget? You want to buy it outright because you're on prepaid? Yes, yes. I mean, I'm looking for like a five or six, <clears throat> maybe five or six hundred. You say? Yeah, five or six hundred, or Galaxy Five. I think it's a Galaxy Five. Does it have to? Like, so let me ask you this now, and I, I'm the mate. The Samsung great, but. Is the reason you want the Samsung something specific about a Samsung app on that tablet? Or is it just Android? Because there's a million Android phones. Well, uh, I suppose it doesn't really matter. You I mean, make, I mean, you'll, save a lot more mo- you'll save a lot of money looking at uh, um, a wider range of phones than just yep. the Samsung, right? So... That's and that's the thing, and they make great phones. Don't get me wrong, but for example, their best phone is is in reality the S six. So, yeah. a five is is really going to you know change change the perception of that. Now, I would say to you that a Motorola Moto X, for example, um, at four hundred and fifty bucks, is a great phone. Samsung yeah. Galaxy S four. I mean, you can still buy those things at JB Hi Fi for four hundred dollars. Good phone, yeah. you know, not the best, yeah. but good phone. Um, yep. so I wouldn't get anything, and this sounds weird, but I wouldn't get the Galaxy, Samsung Galaxy A phones because, you know, there's, there's a lot of other phones you can get on, on the market that are similarly or better spec. So I'd think Moto X, I'd say Galaxy S4. Um, I would say, look at the Oppo, go to, um, Dick Smith and look at what they've yep. got with the Oppo, uh, O-double-P-O. Yep. Um, the Oppo R7. If you go and hold it in your hand, you probably won't believe um, how it feels. I mean, it's just such a light, small... It's a bloody amazing phone for the price. So you yeah. um, you might find that that's, uh, that's a pretty pretty awesome way to go as well. So, yeah, I mean, you've got a, mate, you've got a lot of options in that price bracket. And to be honest, that's the, that's the benefit that you have. I, I think you should exploit that benefit... Um, by looking at all those devices. Yeah, I think, um, look, with since having a tablet and having Android, mm. uh, mm, I'm enjoying getting away from the actual Apple iTunes uh, yeah. link. 
Um, a lot, I've noticed with a lot, listened to a lot of podcasts, and obviously, you know, thinking through iTunes, and I found with uh, what's the app on the Android Pocket Cast? Pocket Cast. Yep. And I find that it get, it gets synced to the tablet quicker. Yep. It's fantastic. Then when you you have to put it to the, I mean through Wi-Fi, obviously you have to mm. actually, you know, hardwire it to your PC to sync it, I suppose. And um, I, yeah, I suppose I have to look around because, as I say, I don't use a phone a lot, and yep. I don't watch. I mean, since I've got the tablet, I use a lot of the apps and a lot of the yeah. um, bits and bobs with um, that. So in that I've case, it, in that case, I don't think you should spend more than anywhere near more than five hundred dollars. In fact, you shouldn't spend more than four hundred. The the here's no. your benchmark. Your benchmark phone is at Dick Smith. It's the Oppo O double P O R seven yeah. R for Roger number seven. It's three hundred and fifty nine dollars. And, mate, I love it. It's a great phone. Really? I suppose that is a perception of, oh, what's this brand, I suppose, but... Yeah. Mate, don't, just don't worry oh. about anyone else is saying. <laughs> mate, mate you, this, you sit at a cafe with this thing on the table. It's thinner than any Samsung. It's, mate, it's a, this is a nice... This doesn't look cheap. It doesn't feel cheap. Um, it performs really well. No, no, I, I just... What you do is when someone says, what's that, you say, it was recommended to me by, you know... A tech person. Hello. Well these, well, these days, all these phones look similar anyway. You couldn't probably tell how. Well, they do. They path. do. And they're, they're running Android. Android is very similar. In fact, it's it's probably better on some of the cheaper phones than it is on the expensive ones. Yeah, that sounds a good idea to say, look, I'm not rushing into it. I'm looking around because, I mean, as I say, it's, I don't make a lot of calls. I receive a few. Calling's not really the issue, maybe. And mm. I suppose I'll have to re- reassess everything because, as I say, with a tablet, hmm. You know, I just yeah, do. I need to lash out and buy too much or spend too much on my Honestly, thing. you're crazy to spend more than three hundred sixty dollars. Plenty of phones yep. under three sixty that are good, uh, and the Oppo, in my opinion, having used it, is excellent. Yeah. Good luck, mate. Yep. Happy shopping. <laughs> oh, thanks. Good on you, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. So yeah. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading any time. It is lovely to have you on board. Now, we talked last week about online security and safety and, uh, and tips and trips with regards to shopping and things with Christmas coming up. But there's a bigger problem, uh, you know, that's probably much more serious than the risks for online shopping and, and even the risk of simple things like identity fraud and, and and the very serious risks that, that attach ourselves to an online world, and that is the risk that kids uh, are faced with or put upon us as parents. I'm not sure where it lives right now, but, you know, that's a very important thing, and uh, ESET have done a, a bunch of research into this, and uh, on the line, senior research fellow with ESET is Rigard Zweinenberg from Norway. How are you, mate? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm pretty well. Now, this is... Um, I'm going to say as a parent of uh, nine, five, and four-year-olds, uh, alarming, uh, uh, to say the least. Uh, there's, there's one page here which just keeps jumping out at me every time I open the report, and that is that our kids are taking more risks than we think. Oh, definitely. Uh, they, they take the risk unknowingly, uh, and the parents don't know or they, they don't care, which is actually worse. But not knowing is a big part of it, because they grew up without the cyber world, without the Internet. So they are not aware of the problems and the dangers from the Internet. And I'm not even sure the word alarmingly sums up enough this statistic, but that's the word used in the report. Three percent of Australian children 
Australian children, so forget the global number, 3% of Australian children have arranged to meet an online stranger in person. Definitely. Uh, that is one of the problems. The children, they get attention uh, over the Internet. Uh, sometimes they don't have too much social activities in their, in their private life. They go online, they meet somebody who think is their own age, who is like, uh, well, the friend they ever dreamt about. Mm. And then they, they actually agree to meet. And, of course, it's not a friend. It's a friendly person and a friendly between quotes. And, and obviously for parents, that, that creates the perception that online is a dangerous place. Um, but, you know, I guess that's the challenge for us in this modern world. And I, I would describe us as, as being in between the, the old and the new world. Um, we will come to terms with this, I'm confident, over, over time. But this is, our, this is our, our dipping our toe in the water. This is the first time we've really been confronted with you know, cyber security and, and child safety online in such a, such a huge form. Um, do you think that over time this will get better because of education and knowledge, or is there something else required? Oh, it will definitely get better over time because of education and sadly because of some horrifying stories uh, where children have taken a risk and mm. have been misused and or abused. Yeah. Uh, but that is a sadly a part of education mm. and the only way we can improve that is by doing proper education and having additional software security software which actually helps the, the parents to protect their children what um and you know software is 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 importantly only one thing and even you as the provider of software that does enable and help and 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 allow for these things you would admit i'm i'm sure that Software is only one part of the solution, right? So we have to be having a continual conversation about the conversation. So we have to be talking to our kids. We have to be talking to our fellow parents. We have to be sharing our knowledge as well as giving us this baseline support that might be software. So we don't, don't just assume because something is installed, everything's going to be okay. Oh, no, uh, definitely not. Uh, because, first of all, to, st to install the software is one thing. To completely tweak it to the right settings and adjust them over time, uh, that, again, uh, requires an effort and education. You have to follow the news, what is happening right now. Hmm. Uh, read the security bulletins from the, uh, the complete security industry, not just one vendor, because hmm. it, it, it can be regional and some, some companies don't have a regional presence. And you have to really see what happens online with your kids. Uh, now, I know from my experience that many uh, parents have a problem talking uh, to their children about uh, the cyber world, social media, uh, cyberbullying, because they are not accustomed to it. But that is a big part of it as well. Uh, similar to educate them about the dangers of being online, on the laptop. Uh, if you get infected and people take possession uh, of your laptop, they could actually uh, remotely trigger the camera and start to take pictures for instance and of course if the laptop happens to be in the child's bedroom that can be some awkward pictures and do you reckon that the 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 concern or the the blase attitude of parents so there's a statistic here that uh, one in five australian parents are not concerned about the possibility of online grooming do you think that that one in five is in part people who trust the world too much and in part people who trust their kids too much, i.e. they just don't think it'll happen to them? Yeah, sadly, the world, uh, 
people think about it as, as it is better. The, the cyber world, the cyber criminal world is so much more dangerous because people can actually attack others without having a face. It can happen in a blink of an eye. Uh, and as an example, my, my child, he's 10 years old, is online. He is actually also talking online, but only in the living room when we are present. Yeah. And even when he was like at just doing an online game for children, suddenly he got weird questions and he showed them to me. And I said, okay, I know from my experience, this is like a grown-up trying to, to be friendly to him, starting the grooming process. It's it, it happens everywhere. It's interesting that you are able, you know, you talked about, um, you know, different organizations and, and regional data. But, I mean, you've broken this down by states here in Australia. So forget, you know, uh, Australia or Oceania as a region versus Europe. You're, you're able to tell us, and this is, this is, I think, what's encouraging and probably informative from a even government level, let alone education level. There are, there are good states. There are states doing better at some things than others, and maybe that's what we need to look at each other and say, so why is it that 56% of children in Victoria... Um, are, the, are the most likely to have discussed online stranger danger with their teacher as opposed to the national average and well above the national average of 49. And we should be saying, so, hey, every other state should be saying, what are you doing down there? And then looking at what Queensland does best and actually learning from each other. And that's why the peer conversation, let alone the, the bureaucratic and, and education conversation, they're all really important. It's not just about mum and dad talking to little Johnny and, and Jill. Oh, no, definitely. And, and the problem, the, the difference in percentage is quite often uh, the background of the parents, if they're conservative or not, if they really mm. believe it or not, if they actually are online or not themselves and have experienced something in the past. Uh, religion quite often comes into place yeah. as well. Uh, if you think back to, to what we, what you and I know when we grew up, is like the sexual revolution where our parents had issues telling about us about sex education yeah, yeah. right now not right now the same parents but that will be us have problems talking about the online world and the cyber dangers to our kids because to be honest most of the parents don't even know what it all is about mm. and there are a lot of things you can do uh, you can have software uh, you can have the conversation you can set up uh, the computers in a, in a public part of the, the, the home. You can have password protection, internet access. You can, you can block websites. There's a lot of things you can do as a parent that will enable you to feel more comfortable and initiate more conversations. I've noticed myself that with a, you know, seven, eight, nine-year-old, as he grew up through, through those, just those years, you know, he, my son is not at all concerned about saying, hey, Dad, can you look at this website for me because it's blocked. And I'll unblock it or, or put in my password or whatever it might be. It's not like I've created some, you know, dictatorial regime where he can't get on the internet. He just knows that's the way life is. And you have to start early, don't you? You have to start early, and the, the, the problem is it has to be not only started at home. Uh, there is like a big responsibility here also for schools and for other uh, public institutes like libraries to take the same approach. Yeah. Uh, because if the kids cannot connect to a specific website, which they, which they were told about by friends, but they can go to the, uh, the library or to school and still connect to it, yeah, then of course the problem is only shifted away from home. So what, just let's talk about ESET then, what's the, what's the software layer that, that gives parents that, that first level of, of, of security? Is it 
filtering? Is it blocking sites? Is it uh, uh, real-time blocking of you know potentially concerning sites? What's the what's the first level of protection that people can can be looking for at a software level? Well, the first thing for if we talk about malicious uh, content is of course like uh, a sec- internet security suite, uh, the smart security. Uh, but specifically for children, it's parental control, where you can actually have different age levels, and the protection depends a little bit on the on the age of the child. Oh. Uh, similar to like the movie world, where we have the categories of like what is restricted by age, yep. uh, you can actually restrict content by age as well. Mm. Of course, and that's. That's actually an interesting part of the internet, isn't it? That unfortunately anyone can create a web page, and a lot of people think that free and open internet is a good thing. But there's a there's a part of it that says actually regulation does allow us to simply say no, that movie is is not for kids. Uh, you know, kids kids know now to ask that about a TV show. Can I watch it? Is it PG? So we should be asking the same question about websites, and uh, and it's not as easy as it might seem, I guess. It's not as easy as it may seem. Uh, you have some really legitimate, uh, let's call it adult websites. Uh, the, the ones which are really legitimate, they work uh, nicely together with parental control programs. They, uh, they announce themselves as like uh, 18, 18 years or older content. It's, those are not the most dangerous websites. It's the other ones which don't announce them like the, themselves like that, which you really have to protect them against. And that, that is the biggest challenge, of course, we run. Uh, protecting the children in parental control. That is an ongoing task. Uh, that's why you need to keep the software up to date as well. Well, it's very fascinating. I mean, it's, um, it's of course, concerning, but it is also uh, rewarding to, ha- to be having the conversation so that we're talking about it, we're keeping it front of mind, we're encouraging other people to talk about it amongst themselves, their friends, their peers, and their kids, because that's the most important thing we can be doing, and, and then looking at what we can do at our at our uh, software level, at our computers, to, to ensure that we're trying the best to protect ourselves and our kids as we, as we stay online. Uh, great research, very informative, and uh, thank you very much for providing it. You're welcome. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, tech Life with Trevor Long. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I reckon we'll come back one more time this year. What do you reckon? Maybe two. I don't know. I've got no, I'm in no rush to go anywhere. Uh, not much we can do in terms of... Uh, Christmas gift ideas next week. I'm sorry. If if you're looking for last-minute gift ideas, vouchers, vouchers, vouchers. Not much more you can get. Um, I'll be on the Today Show on Thursday morning talking about uh, keeping your your home and your family and your your belongings safe over any holiday period. Uh, And um, I think I'll be on the Today Show on Saturday as well talking about toys and uh, hackable Barbie dolls and things. But um, And I'll be on your radio somewhere soon if if you're not following me on Twitter. At Trevelon, please do say hello. Lovely. And uh, as we say, go to the iTunes, leave a comment, leave a rating, and uh, hey, get in touch. If you've got a question about technology, I can try and help you. So go to the website, eftm.com.au. Send me an email. We should talk then. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Goodbye for now.